Hey, Seattle hockey fans, Erica El Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. We will be moving to our five days a week very shortly because we are 30 days away from the uh, season opener. We are 33 days away from the home opener and only 14 days away from preseason. So we're getting into the groove, but before... We do all of that. Of course, it's still silly season. So we're going to talk about a hypothetical trade with the New York Rangers. I'm going to talk a little bit more about our prospect pool. And we're also going to talk about the goings-on in Seattle sports news. All that and more on this Monday episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey to the hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. Just for those who may not be familiar, I've been your host since the inaugural season of the show, Locked on Kraken, following, of course, the 32nd NHL franchise. We have taken you to the expansion draft live. We've taken you to the Frozen Four and Maddie Beneers and Michigan live. I went all the way or halfway across the world to cover the Olympics on this Locked on Kraken show. And of course, lots in between. It has been such a thrill to be the host of this show and the best is yet to come. We've got some great stuff coming up this week, including I will be traveling once again uh, to the LATAM Cup. So we'll talk a little bit about that more later in the week. But um, as promised, I want to start the show with um, an article that I saw, and it is talking about a hypothetical trade between the Seattle Kraken and the New York Rangers. Now, this is all based on the New York Rangers having a problem. Having a problem that being that they don't have enough roster space to get their prospects some minutes, some ice time. And so if you remember last week, and I teased this before, again, this is over at Yard Barker. Check it out and it will be in the show notes. But before I get too heavy into that and what the argument is and what players they think we should take at Seattle and then essentially what we give up, I want to remind you of my squad cast conversation with Eddie Garcia. He is the host of Locked on Kings. Of course, the Kings, uh, the LA Kings are in our division, the Pacific Division of the National Hockey League. Just as a reminder, this is where <laughs> we have in our preseason poll, again, silly season, but uh, the Kings are set to be in that third place. So, Eddie and I talked about the preseason uh, power rankings where we see the Seattle Kraken in the power rankings right now. We're at seven. But I also asked Eddie, you know, what is something that he sees um, regarding the prospects? Because I've been talking about this on the show a lot. The Pacific Division has not been a great division over the last handful of years prior to the Seattle Kraken us coming into the league. 
So in theory, they should have a decent amount of first round picks that they are now building in their pipeline. And what Eddie said is essentially what this article is getting at. The Kings have had difficulty finding roster space so that their prospects that they know are good, which is why they drafted them, are actually getting NHL experience. So enter now again Yard Barker and this hypothetical trade. I do like that there is a little bit of a preface here in saying, although this is a hypothetical, there's a lot of research that was put behind this. And so I just wanted to start again reminding you of that conversation I had with Eddie Garcia you can check out that squad cast as I like to call it in the show notes but okay let's get down to the knit and the grit here we go the the Rangers have young talent struggling to make their roster um they have some high potential yet disgruntled players because they're not getting playing time. Whereas the Kraken, not only do we have room for those young players, but we have proven, and I think this season will be indicative even more so than before, that we have to and are willing to play our young players. So here we go. They're talking about Vitaly Krasov and Niels Ludvquist. Those are the players that they think are getting a little bit stymied as far as as their development because the New York Rangers have veterans ahead of them in the lineup. And so, you know, there's also been with Kratzoff in particular, he didn't want to go to the AHL team to get some time. He instead opted to go to the KHL. And so, you know, we talk a lot about Shane Wright and his attitude. Listen, I'll just say this before we get into the rest of the article, the Seattle Kraken finally have their own AHL affiliate, the, of course, Coachella Valley Firebirds. We're going to need to build that team up. And if we have players that don't want to go there, I don't know if that's necessarily a player I'm going to prioritize. So I just want to put that out there. So let's go to these players, though. So we're talking uh, Vitaly Gratsov. He's 22 years old, a right winger, 6'3", 190 three pounds. Now, again, doesn't have much of a career log, 20 games played, two goals, two assists in the NHL. Um, and that's in the 2020-2021 season. Um, so he's Russian, a Russian player. I know there was some conversation politically on what the NHL is going to do with Russian players and given what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. Um, again, this is not a politics show, but I don't care what you think. Politics obviously impacts literally everything in our world. So yeah, we're going to talk politics every once in a while. We're not always going to stick to sports. Anyway, now that I've gotten my disclaimer out of the way, there are some developments. Again, I'm not going to go into the political news, but there is definitely uh, stuff happening that is an ongoing conflict, just in case we forgot. I know I personally haven't talked about it a lot on the show recently, but anyway, something to keep in mind. Uh, Niels Ludquist, another player also 22 years old, a defender, which I personally like. Uh, I don't know that I'm too keen on getting young defenders unless there's really a lot of promise. I think we have a lot of young defenders as the Seattle Kraken, but, um, you know, a, a D man, 5'11, 187 pounds, 22 years old, comes from Sweden. Now, he's played 25 games, one goal. He's got that career goal against the Colorado. Avalanche. Darcy Kemper goes 
top shelf on Darcy. Uh, and then he's got three assists. So that's what this article is saying, that those are some players um, that the Seattle Kraken might want to get from the New York Rangers. And again, you can check the link out uh, over in the show notes, either on YouTube or audio. We thank everyone for however you listen to Locked on Kraken. Over on YouTube, we're at about 300 subs. When we get to 500, we can have a lot more community um, conversation. And when we get to 1,000, we monetize the show. So just an, a, a friendly plug to remind you, if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and do that. And make sure you set your notifications on YouTube in particular, because sometimes... I allude to videos, but I put the full video like media availabilities up so that we have those in our YouTube archive. All right. So what's this article saying then? What is this? What are what are we going to give up if we go for this trade? So not only does this trade have Kratzoff Ludquist coming over, but they also want to give us Ryan Reeves. So let's talk a little bit about Ryan Reeves. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. And, you know, he's also controversial on a few different levels. Um, <laughs> as much as I um, do think that the Seattle Kraken can get a little bite, um, I don't know. Do we need Orion Reeves? Right winger, 6'2", love the size, 225, again, good size, on the wrong side of 30. He's 35 years old. He... Um, has an NHL career of 755 games. Talk about someone who's definitely been in the league, knows what it takes. Um, you know, career playoff games, that's 102 career playoff games. That's a heck of a lot more than we have cumulatively for sure on the Seattle Kraken. Uh, 54 goals, 60 assists. Um and he mixes it up. So, you know, we would maybe save Yanni Gord from having to be an enforcer if you have Ryan Reeves on the team. I've talked about it before. It's not a stat that I personally put too much stock in, and I think that is definitely because I come from the women's game where um, it's not that you don't see physicality or fights. It's just not such a critical part of the game. If anything, it is penalized because we as a society think women should be good, upstanding citizens, and we never use our physicality to settle scores. Um, generally speaking, I don't condone violence, but to think that women genetically, I guess, don't get physical. I don't know. Anyway, a story for another day. Um, I don't know, but let me know. Question of the day. Do you like this trade? So again, we'd get Kratzoff, Ludquist, and Reeves, but what do we give up? And that's where I'm going to take you back to the article. This article is suggesting that we give up Will Borgen, and that we give up, um, I'm sorry, I just lost it here. Uh, oh, Will Borgen, Winnipeg's second round pick in 2023, and our second round pick in 2024, Toronto's uh, third round pick in 2024, and either Yanni Nyman or David Goyette. So, um, oh, and 450K. 
Um, um, I'm not sure I'm buying this. I'm not sure I'm buying this. I'm not a huge Will Borgen fan. We definitely have um, picks to broker. A second round pick next year, a second round pick in 20, a second and third round pick in 2024, and Yanni Nyman or David Goyette, um, and 450K, which is ha- half of Borgen's salary. Um, here's the thing. I hate the term wrong side of 30, but I think it definitely applies with Ryan Reeves. Um, I don't know if that's a player that we're going to see around for the long term. And, you know, the attention that he gets just doesn't seem to fit in with what the Seattle Kraken want to do. As far as Kratzoff and Ludquist, uh, Young defender like that on the smaller side. So not sure that I'm into that. Gratzoff, again, a little bit of a interesting situation. If he's going to be difficult to, he's like, I want to play in the NHL or else I'm going to the KHL. Uh, I don't get the sense that that's really what Seattle wants to do. I think they want to have involvement in the uh, development of their players. So what do you think? Let me know in the comments. It's a question of the day. Do you take this deal as suggested by Yard Barker? Okay, coming up next on Lockdown Crack, and we're going to talk about some of these prospects. So there were some, <clears throat> excuse me, there were some prospects that were listed in that trade, but we've got plenty more, and we're going to go over an article that talks about who are the non-negotiables. These are the prospects that we need to keep in the organization. And as promised later on the show, we are going to round up just some Seattle sports news. Again, we've got uh, Naismith basketball hall of fame. We've got some Seattle connections there. The uh, Seahawks are going to face a familiar foe today and also want to take you to what the OL rain is doing. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. You've heard me talk about it before. It's the delicious indulgent cookie dough puffs. It's covered in chocolate, uh, just like Built Bar always does. But with the cookie dough chunks puff, you also get a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And as I mentioned, the chocolate. Um, I love having built bars, especially in the middle of a day where I'm filming, whether it's for Locked on Kraken or for some of my other stuff. So I don't like being hangry. And built bar makes sure that I have good protein, good calories. It's only 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, and keeping my sugar intake down while still having a tasty, tasty treat. And um, the collagen protein I've talked about before, it's good for your bones and joints. It's good for nail growth, hair growth, all of that good stuff. So you're going to love the cookie dough, the cookie dough chunk puff just as much as I do. And so what we want to do is make sure that you can get your stock of the cookie dough chunk puff. And so you're going to use promo code LOCKED15 over at built.com and that's going to get you 15% off your next order. Remember that's promo code locked 15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. 
Snackdrawers.com. Happy snacking. All right, Seattle sports fans, as always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Um, I, I mentioned that we have a few different articles that I want to talk about uh, for today's show. I'm going to focus on four untouchable Kraken prospects for 2022-23. Now, in the first segment, we talked about some prospects that maybe aren't untouchable. And again, let me know, question of the day, do you like that trade proposal from Yard Barker with the New York Rangers? I said my piece, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. Let me know. Um, Okay, so this article is by um, the Hockey Writers, and it talks about, obviously, that we've gone through now two entry drafts, Um, so we've got some prospects now in our pool. Um, This article and many others believe that we have a pretty strong prospect pool and several players that are expected to make the jump into the NHL in the coming years. I think we all know where this list starts, but just for giggles, Let's go over to the hockey writers for untouchable prospects. I mean, the picture says it all, right? Um, of course, Shane Wright is at that is at the top of that list. Um, a lot of people saying this should be an easy decision. I alluded to his attitude in relation to what we were talking about and the other trade, but um, you know. Not only, according to this article, do we think he's going to make the roster. Again, it's not anything definite or definitive. We're not getting that from the Seattle Kraken right now. That being said, uh, he'll have every opportunity possible. I mean, it sounds like they're really planning for him to make the roster. I've talked about that a few times on some squad casts. I think we're going to see Shane Wright this year. Also, early in the conversation, as far as Calder Trophy winners, of course, that's essentially Rookie of the Year. Um, Some say, and by some I mean this article saying, that he may even be above Beneers. That's where I personally draw the line. I think that although they play the same position, my gut is telling me that they offer very different things. And I think Beneers... I still give the edge to Beneers, especially given what Seattle, um, again, I talked about the character when I talked about Ryan Reeves in the first uh, segment. I think Maddie Beneers is the anti-Ryan Reeves, right? He's like the picture-perfect example of what the Seattle Kraken want in a player. Okay, so... um, this This is what they're saying. There's only a handful of trades that would even make sense for Shane Wright as he is projected to be a top center. Um, So we'll see. Will he be a point-per-game guy? Beneers was and essentially was in his first 10 games. All right, we'll see. Anyway, let's go on to Riker Evans. Uh, We took him, of course, in 2021 uh, out of the Western Hockey League. We talked about him a little bit last week. Uh, Ranked in the top 200 of North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting uh, in 2021. 122, 61 points in 63 games, and was a WHL second all made the second all star team. So they're saying let's keep Rikers, Riker, excuse me, Evans. Um, so now the only 
question, and I think this is valid. You see kind of combos of team or, or combos of players on teams that are very successful. Um, and is he going to be successful without Connor, Connor Bedard? That's what this article is surmising. If you can find, and if the Seattle Kraken have a player that they can pair him with, especially a prospect who they expect to have in the system, that might be the way to go. Um, but this article saying definitely a player to watch on our Coachella Valley Firebirds. Ah, love that name. Gotta get me one of those jerseys. Cannot wait to wear Firebird swag. You know, I was really going hard in the paint for Phoenix. But again, a Firebird is a Phoenix. A Phoenix is a Firebird. I'm still taking the dub on that. Jaeger Furcus. Furcus Circus. He's a player that he himself um, talked in some of the interviews. Again, check out our YouTube channel if you want to hear everything that Jaeger said, including that he's kind of thinking he's going to stay with Regina, or excuse me, the Moose Jaw Warriors. Um, He's kind of thinking he's going to stay with Moose Jaw. Um, I think we're going to take a little more time with Jaeger Furcus. He's still young. Uh, he's still got a lot of growing to do, but there's so much potential. A lot of people loving what he's doing um, offensively in particular. So it's the creativity at such a young age that really has um, analysts and scouts liking Digger Furcus. Um, okay, Ty Nelson. Now, this is Mr. Uh, just like me. He likes a good hat. I love that. Um, so a right shot defenseman, uh, Ryan S. Clark, who was our beat writer for The Athletic, in case you missed the news, he now is going to be writing for ESPN. So we might not get all things cracking all the time from Ryan Soto Clark at ESPN, but you know I'm still going to hold down your boy. So uh, we'll make sure to keep um, his articles as part of our conversation. But if you remember, Ryan S. Clark wrote an article for The Athletic where he talked and he asked, again, check out the, him asking uh, Ron Francis at the exit interviews, what are we doing about right-handed right-shot defensemen? Ty Nelson maybe is the answer to that. So Ryan S. Clark has been on this for a very long time, and Ty Nelson is one of those. Um, so here's what they're saying. Nelson coming out of the OHL, 51 points in 66 games, had the most assists among rookies, and was also on the second all-rookie team. Um, he's reliable on D, is what the scout is saying. I like someone who's reliable on D. So that's what you have. So we've got non-negotiables, non-starters, untouchables, Ty Nelson, uh, Jaeger Furcus, Furcus Circus, and Riker Evans, and of course, Shane Wright at the top. I think some people are seeing Matty Veneers. He's not quite a prospect, not quite a full rostered player. Again, he has every opportunity to make the roster. I would argue that it sounds like Maddie Beniers is a non-negotiable as well. So um, what do you think about that article? Uh, are, are we pretty square, you think, with those non-negotiables? Um, but again, the big question of the day is, what do you think about some of the prospects that we are willing to give up for some New York Rangers prospects? Do you like that hypothetical trade that we talked about in the first segment 
Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to go over to some other Seattle sports news. The Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame induction ceremony happened over the weekend. And there's one, not one, excuse me, but two Seattle uh, connections that made it to the Hoops Hall. We're going to talk about that. And again, a familiar former friend, now familiar foe, uh, returning to the Emerald City today on the men's football side of things. Now, when we talk about football or international football, a.k.a. soccer, we're also going to talk about the OL Reign. That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. All right, all right, Seattle sports fans, thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. We have so much coming up this week. We're going to have another squad cast. We're finally going to have that broadcast conversation, or at least that's the plan. Fingers crossed everything works out. But um, right now, I want to remind you that after you listen to Locked on Kraken, you've made us your first listen of the day, head over to Locked on NHL. We have some amazing hosts that do amazing coverage of the NHL overall. So obviously, my job is to focus on Seattle. But sometimes we got to focus on other things too to know what we should be doing in Seattle. And that's why I like tapping in to Locked on NHL. You can follow Locked on NHL on YouTube or anywhere you get your audio podcast, just like you can find Locked on Kraken on YouTube or anywhere you get your audio podcasts. Again, we're trying to get to that 500 mark. I'd love to do it before we get that uh, season opener. Again, we've got 30 days, 14 until preseason, 33 until the home opener. So let's get to 500 subs. Let's do it. Let's go crazy. Um, I'd love to see it. Okay. Um, let's talk about the basketball hall of fame enshrinement that happens on the East coast, uh, in Connecticut. And you've got George Carl and Swin cash that enter the hoops hall. Now, George Carl, um, talked about, playing in college. Um, obviously, he played for the Seattle Supersonics. I've been talking on the show, a little, little bit of a sidebar, but as early as next month, it is reported that we might hear the NBA expanding to Seattle and Las Vegas. I guess it would really be a return to Seattle because, again, George Carl, Carl, excuse me, um, coached, The Seattle Supersonics. Um, Obviously, you know, Gary Payton, and you can see that from this uh, photo here. Uh, Gary Payton was one of his players. Um, You see that um, he also has an affinity to UNC. But uh, congratulations to George Carl. Also, congratulations to Swin Cash. Swin Cash, I I said, I gave a thank you, Sue, but Swin Cash was right there with Sue Bird winning, uh, what was it, the 2010? Was it the 2010? Now, see, now I gotta, I gotta look it up. I'm, I'm blanking here. Anyway, she, she was able to win. I don't think it was the first, but I think it was the second Seattle Storm Championship. She won, Swin Cash won with her good friend, her best friend from college and now in life, 
Sue Bird. So Swin Cash, man, such an underrated um, career. But if you ask anyone that's ever played with her, she's solid. She's won in she won in Detroit. She won in Seattle. She was a really huge boon to a New York Liberty team that was very competitive back when we really focused on conferences and conferences actually mattered. She was keeping the New York Liberty at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um, and uh, they fell a, a little bit short of getting to the WNBA finals, but um, she was a huge role player and leader for that team. Then she was uh, in the front office for the New York Liberty. And now of course with the New Orleans Pelicans. So congratulations to George Carl, former uh, supersonics coach uh, and Swin Cash, former Seattle Storm, not just player, but champion. All right. Um, the Mariners, they had quite a shakeup, um, a little bit of a dirty game, but they get the win, which is all that matters. Um, and they have the Padres coming into town tomorrow. They have the Padres Tuesday and Wednesday before um, they head out to play the Angels in a four-game series that will take you from Friday through Monday. Then you've got the OL Reign. Uh, they just took on the Chicago Red Stars. It was the fan appreciation match over the weekend. They've got three on the road before coming back to Lumen Field. Uh, and they will take on the Orlando Pride for their final regular season game. Um, that's going to be exciting. So that's pretty much our roundup. That's also our show. Your wellness tip of the day. Hey, what are you good at? You know, Take some time to brag on yourself and make sure that what you're good at and what you need to have to make sure you're effective and efficient at what you're good at, make sure you hold fast and stay true to those things. Really prioritize things that are going to set you up to be the best version of yourself. That's my wellness tip of the day. I already alluded to it, but I'm going to say it again because why not? Let's make sure we're holding fast. We're staying true. Be kind to yourself and to others. And of course, let's go Kraken. Let's go Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson coming into town. Almost forgot. That's kind of a big story. I don't really know much about the football, the the uh, the American football. I do know a little bit about uh, Sierra's husband, Russell Wilson. And I don't know, Seattle fans, are you excited to see him back? Are you feeling some kind of way that he left? Either way, I think it's going to be a good one as the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson come into Lumen Field to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, like I said, let's go Seattle. Anyway, I'll catch you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Bye.